two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal sequel Hate and love they fight it I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive a big thank you to Anne Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. It is April 27, 2019 My name is Zach Weber And with me is The Zanger I'm not going to say any quotes because it would be a spoiler thing for what we'll be discussing today. Yes, unless so you I'll say in- my quote later. All right, because unless you're living under a rock um, or guessing by looking at the grosses, I think everybody on the face of this earth has seen this movie at this point by the time this goes out. I would dare to say like I have I, I went. Um, let me see here. So I went last night, which would have been opening. Well, technically Friday night. And I have never seen our theater that packed. Like, it was insane how many people were there. I felt bad for for the employees. I felt bad for just other people standing around. I felt (laughs) bad for myself. (laughs) Because I was eating a massive amount of popcorn. So, yeah. Sprinkled with some super Sith vitality, right? Like we saw that in powder. Yes, um, yes, it was sprinkled with pretzel salt. So yes, <laughs> that's great. Because um, I dehydrated the living crap out of myself yesterday to make sure I did not need to get to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. It, um, it's great. It didn't like seriously mess me up the rest of the day or anything. <laughs> as long as you're able to sit through the three-hour movie in peace. I I I did and. First, I, first and foremost, before we start discussing, how was your movie going experience? Movie going experiences, sir. Yes. Um, okay. First, before we get into this, you know, the title kind of gives it away. First, like spoilers. Like, if you haven't seen this movie, turn it off. Just, just do it. We don't want to deal with the grief of anybody complaining about uh, how we spoiled something for them in this movie. And uh, two, even though the title of this episode is "What We Can Learn About Episode Nine from Avengers Endgame," it's basically you're not going to live up to it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's basically a thinly veiled excuse for us to talk about Marvel on this podcast. So, um, yeah, not like, like so, we're doing it on other shows, we both are going to be on this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If you if you're in the uh, the Zach Weber podcasting realm or wherever you want or a community, you're going to hear a lot of Avengers thoughts. Yep. Um, so yeah. So and just saying this. And saying this, yes. <laughs> um, I do think I'm part of the. That is part of the Zach Weber podcasting world. Well, I, unofficial. Lower I think Zach we Weber. can say that you are the unofficial third host of Zingness with like 15 other people. Yeah, son. I, I need to get T-shirts made that that said I'm the third host of Zingness. <laughs> I'm the unofficial third uh, host of Zingness, and all yes. I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yep. Bingo. Uh, Oh boy! But yes, to answer Zanger's question, uh, if you've been following Cinemodities, if you've been listening to this podcast since last April when Infinity War came out, you know about my uh, horrendous 
uh, movie going experience for that film and i'll keep it rather concise because if you want to hear more about that check out the cinemonies episode about this which will have been out or what check out the zingness episode (laughs) where we talk about civil war and at the very end of the episode there's a special treat for you yes audio form Yes, you get to relive Zach's Infinity War audience, uh, or recreated Infinity War audience. It's not an actual recording of that day, but no, like uh, my theater going experience, I have to say, uh, like it was not even a tenth as bad as the Infinity War one. Like I, I only say bad because of obviously how bad that was, but no, I was I was delighted and genuinely shocked at how well the audience behaved themselves both times I saw Endgame. And now for my turn on this on this Uh-oh. go around. Um, aside from myself coughing during like one of the sad moments near the end, because <laughs> I was, as I've pointed out, severely dehydrated, <laughs> and I was like sitting, I'm like, <clears throat> and felt really bad. Uh, there was two people behind us, uh, me, me and my buddy that went to go see it, who were softly saying stuff to each other the entire time. But it was not. It, it was. It was one of those things where it didn't irritate me because it was like really funny to hear them behind us. Because it, it was soft enough to where you could ignore it, but enough to where like if you wanted to pay attention, you could. And it was, and and there was stuff where it's like, oh my god, that's a kid. <laughs> oh my god, it's Spider Man back. Oh my god, that's Spider Man. So it was stuff like that. So it, it was. It was one of those things that I felt like Zach would have probably hated. It. I thought it was fun. Well, it wasn't obnoxious, is what you're trying to say. No, it, it was not. It was completely like, and me, me, me and him would look at each other every now and then and kind of like smirk when we heard them say something. So well, how old were they? Uh, they were, I, I, God, I, I, you know, I never actually fully turned around and looked at them. You couldn't tell did, by the voice? Like, was it children? Was it like it, grandma, it, grandpa? It was, um, I would say either high school or low college age girls. Oh, well, Yeah. Yeah, we were because he decided um, my my buddy picked the seats and he decided to get like I don't know if all theaters have this but there was like there's like the row where you walk up and down and there's like two seats to the side to where it's like he's kind of off to the side and he's like hey if we get these two seats we one don't have to get up except for for each other and two we're not going to be really bothered by anybody and I'm like well it's off center but I've been watching all these movies sitting at the same exact angle on my couch so <laughs> this this works out per this, justice was served and by the way yes I did finish my uh watching of all the movies and I will discuss kind of more on that later but yes um that's really what dehydrated you was watching that those movies sucked like the ever the yeah, life, the life out, out of me yeah I I'm not going to say I'm not going to say they didn't but mm. So, no, I mean, it, it was great. I, I do wish I could make recordings of things overheard at the end of Marvel movies, of just people walking by and hearing them be like, oh, well, it's this or it's that. Like, just dumb comments I hear people make that I'm like, don't stop them and talk to them. Don't correct them. Let them be stupid. <laughs> but it's one of those things that I guess for another time and place. Well, I want on record that both times I walked out of this movie, and if you follow me on Twitter, I've put up videos of both times. There was like a huge line of people, and both times I walk by and I say, wow, I can't believe Palpatine was behind it all. I I actually said that too. (laughs) Good. That's the the official spoiler for every movie. I can't believe Palpatine was behind it all. I Uh, I, I think I'm just going to seriously walk out of every movie now saying that, so... Dab. You're like, welcome, oh. world, for this podcast at least giving you that. 
Or you have to do the Homer Simpson. Wow, I can't believe Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. <laughs> oh God. Um, it's really funny because like I, it, both times I was like walking out of Endgame, people were like walking like the aisleways, like discussing it and they're just giving away things. I'm like, like people, don't be obnoxious. Well, the funny thing is, for our theater, they like roped off. Like, cause there, there's like side door exits. So they force you to go out of those. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. They didn't do that. Depending on the layout, I guess. But with mine, they didn't do that. You like could go like where people were like queuing up and like people aren't doing it like obnoxiously to be like mean spirited. They're just like talking about it. And it's like, folks, this isn't like, oh God, under the Tuscan sun where there's nothing to spoil. Like you can't like, you know, I don't think there's anything like major, like, like, oh God, this isn't like Han Solo dies or Bruce Willis was dead all along. There are things in this that people I would imagine would like to experience for themselves. Well, I would like to take this moment to point out that your um even though I think it was edited out of every time it was discussed in any shows we've done, <laughs> your um spoiler thing was strangely wrong, but I feel like it was like an early spec script. Well, you mean like what part? Uh, the, well, the, the things that, that you told me were the, like, there was parts that matched up. There was parts that didn't like that. They were copying the, the infinity stones powers. Yeah. That it was Captain America that died instead. Well, it's weird. I think there was a lot of misinformation going on because if you look at some of those rumors, some things are very correct. Other things are very wrong. And like, that's one thing I do want to discuss about, like, tying this to episode nine in the title of this episode is that a lot it's like i think i've mentioned a few times now is that like back in like the summer of 2016 when like gareth edwards was being like thrown out of the editing that wasn't bay. a time jump in that movie so i'll allow it <laughs> um but no like it's like when that happened and there was that one guy who said like oh like there's gonna be a scene of like darth vader going jason Voorhees on people but he had he got like everything else wrong so people just discarded his like the one time he was right and i think that's what happened with this because i guess like zenger already kind of hinted at was um like for the last like, couple of months i've been telling him like spoilers for this movie for like he, he had rumors, it's one of those rumors. things to where like i'll sit there and just it'll, it'll be like a moment where we're not talking for a second and if you listen to this in this episode, it's, it's, it's hey, bad. do you want to hear a spoiler really for Endgame? And then there's, like, music, and then we come back. It's like a running joke in that episode. It's like, that happens, like, every, what, like, 25 minutes? It's like, yeah, there's, hey, there's, Zanger. There's not a lot, but there, there's enough that it gets to be a joke. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. I like how you played that off, too. I was laughing during those. Well, moments. well, the funny thing um, is, is every time it's, hey, you want to hear a spoiler for Endgame? <sighs> It's just this. It's just this belabored breath by me of like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm kind of like a drug dealer, and it's like Xander's like, I don't, I shouldn't be doing this though, but I have no choice at the end of the day. Well, it's one of those things where I'm like, he's gonna be wrong. Well, I, okay. For the record, I was not like I was reading things online and I was regurgitating them to you. I was not like Zenger. I looked into the crystal ball, or like I, I I had a pair of binoculars and doing like a George McFly outside the Marvel offices, trying to get like a view, like at the storyboards. I'm not that type of person. So like I was like telling him things like that, and a lot of this sounded right. And like I said before, some oh, of it no, was no, no, right. No. It, it sounded like what what we were talking about sounded like a early version of this movie like everything sort of made sense if they just tweak like one or two things which i mean given like reshoots and stuff they could have easily redone a lot of that stuff pretty much no problem yeah so pretty much so yeah. yeah 
so that again to tie it back to episode nine. Like I know there's a ton of like I know making Star Wars is going ballistic with like so much episode nine rumors and stuff. And I just want everyone to kind of keep in mind that like things can just because something makes sense in the moment. And that's just the overall nature of like the spoiler rumor business is that just because something is going on, cur- like they're talking about something currently doesn't mean like four, like seven months from now, it's what they lock down. We have to, we have to like, kind of be like, not that anybody who does this stuff is wrong. It's just that things change. Like Zanger said over the course of days, weeks, months, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I do. I don't think Zanger, I don't think I told Zanger this, but I know, it, I know it showed up in the cinematis recording for the Avengers infinity war review, but I got, I guessed the ending, right? Or at least like I guessed 50% of the ending, right? Actually, ironically enough, um, this will be in these. Uh, so, sorry to plug Zing this too much. Plug it, Zanger. Plug it in like a Glade plug-in. Okay. Um, me and um, Eric did a record before and after, which will be played, of course, in the episode. I'll have like a little like welcome, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here was us before the movie. And then near the end of the episode, I'll be like, here was us after the movie. And he basically guessed the end scene almost perfectly except for he said the nova Corps would be there so that's where i was like you peasant you got it wrong yeah i got oh, that's the thing about this movie though is that also like, I, if you describe to somebody the end of the movie i feel like no one would believe you oh i oh i, I guess the ending i okay i okay i don't want because like i, I said you, no one would believe you yes it, because Okay, this is the thing that me kind of, not that okay for the record. I guess we should say, uh, Zenger, did you like this movie? Yes or no? Um, yes, I feel like I need to go see it again. But overall, I I did enjoy it. Um, I'm not saying that if I went and saw it again, I'd be like, this is garbage. But I there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in this movie, and it's one of those things to where I think I need another viewing to process it to really get it in. But overall, I really really enjoyed it. I can't get behind Fat Thor too much, though, because I feel like that Joe Grant's course really fast, and I hope it goes by the wayside for future stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, overall, like, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this movie, and I I really want to go see it again. All right. I pretty much, it's funny. I think Zanger and I are going to be on the same page with this. I, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this. Um, like Zeng already stated, I had my ear to the ground. Like, like when it premiered, I was on Reddit reading like all the leaks, like all the stuff that was like happening in this. And I'm like, oh god, this sounds awful. I'm like, this is gonna be like, oh my lord, they're killing Scarlett Johansson. Um, Tony Stark dies in a way that doesn't make sense based on everything we've seen already in these stupid movies. And I'm like, oh, Captain America goes back and marries Peggy Carter. I'm like, how on earth are they going to explain any of this? And I watched the movie and. I was right for the most part. No, this is explained properly, but it works. Like, the movie is so briskly paced and there's so much going on at any given time. It just works by like sheer inertia. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just like, it's just moving. And it's like, you either get on board or you don't. And it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that any of this doesn't really work when you really scrutinize it. No. That's the other thing I was going to say, because we were kind of vaguely discussing the time stuff, and it's like, I feel like they really made to where it's like, don't think about it. Well, the problem is that, like, they, like, okay, this is the thing that Rob and I discussed, and it was like, the time travel stuff, like, this movie basically throws out the entire principle that time is relative. It's like, oh, somebody dies, you can go into the past and get another one. It's like, you have, it's like like a Rick and Morty sketch almost. You can keep getting alternate versions of somebody if they die. 
And it's like, and like I know they had the one point in the film where the movie comes to like a screeching halt. And they're like, so wait, you're telling me Back to the Future, Terminator, Bill and Ted are all Die lies? hard. <laughs> die, die hard. And it's like, and it's like, yes, it's like, you can do whatever you want. And then like, you have the moment in the film where it's like, they're all like crying. It's like Scarlett Johansson's dead. And they're like, and I think Thor actually says the line, let's just go get another one. We have a plot device. I mean, magical glove. And they're like, we can't do it, man. And it's like, he's even like, why not? The red skeleton guy said no. And that's the end of it. <laughs> like, it's, this is such a weird movie because like, Nothing makes sense. And I'm not talking about like I, again, it's it's fantasy. Like I say this is more fantasy than it is comic book movie. Yeah. It's more of a fantasy movie than anything else. And like it's funny how like all these things happen. And it's like again, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. It's it's a movie, it's make believe. But it's the whole idea that you like, this movie really should be scrutinized at how it just kind of just throws like the rules up into the air and it's like, meh. And it's like whatever Because like like the Peggy Carter thing Makes no sense at the end Makes no sense at all And I'm like Okay Like I'm like, I'm happy for the character I, but I'd like to think that that does happen And that during her funeral In Civil War That old old man um, Steve Rogers is sitting there off to the side And hoping nobody recognizes him Including his younger self Um when he's when he visits her, he's actually in the closet. <laughs> okay, then how do you explain it when uh, what's her name? Don't think about it. <laughs> exactly, because the moment you think about it, it falls, it falls apart. apart. <laughs> this thing is like more fragile than like a Fabergé egg. You stare at it too I, long. I really and it wish. I really wish Banner just kept screaming at certain points. Don't think about it. <laughs> the movie essentially does that at parts. I, well, that, that's the thing. It keeps it at a pace to where it's like, don't think about it. Here's an action scene. But don't think about it. Here's another action scene. Like, Tony Stark figures out time travel, and it has, like, and, like, he shows up, he's like, I have a wearable plot device that makes time travel possible. It's like, okay. I guess, like, again, I like this, Zenger like this, but this is, I have a feeling that this is going to be a movie, like, like, the best comparison I can make to this movie is Inception. Like, you remember when Inception came out, Zenger? That's all people talked about that summer. Yeah. And yet, like, a year later, nobody even references that movie anymore. And I have a feeling this is going to be just like that, where, like, people are going to go gaga and ballistic over this. And then, like, a year from now, it's going to be like, that was neat. And, like, and, and it's just going to be like, it's going to, like, much like the end of Infinity War, it's going to kind of just, like, dissolve into, into the air. It's like people are not going to take. I think there's such like a oh god um, pent up demand for a follow up to Infinity War. People are going nuts, and then like it's going to be like a year from now. Like okay, look at the Marvel movies after like a year or so. Yes, That's there's a I mean. handful that that people refer back to, but at the same time, yeah. Well, like, okay, okay, because, yeah, you're right. Like, there is a lot. Of, I I personally, like, I think I've made very clear my opinions on Infinity War. And after I watch this, I hate Infinity War even more now because it basically just nullifies that movie. Like, I, like, I have no interest in ever watching that movie again. I'm like, that movie is essentially two and a half hours of just wasting time. Because every, basically, by what? Two-thirds of the way through this movie, everything gets reset. 
And I'm like, just watch this. Like, you do not need to watch Infinity War. All you need to do is watch, like, like, oh god, I talked about it in the cinematic discussion. Like, wouldn't it be great if someone did like a five-minute prologue of just taking like together all the important information from Infinity War, putting it before this, and it's just like one one movie? I will say I disagree with you on certain points, though. Like, is there anything like if you wanted to show someone Endgame, all you have to say, and if they didn't see Infinity War, all you have to tell them is half of the heroes got turned to dust. The bad guy won. That's that's the only context you need going into this movie. Yes. Exactly. So unless you are really like, if it weren't for the fact that Infinity War came out before Endgame, there's no need to like. If we were doing, like, if you were doing another another um. Marvel 48. Oh god, no, don't make me do it again. <laughs> if you're doing that, and let's say you're going to see whatever movie that's you have to see, or the reason why you're doing this again, and you only have three hours left, which would you put on? Infinity War Endgame? Probably Endgame, because like it's the important everything, great. it's the important part. Kind of I mean <sighs> it's the only part that matters. Everything, nothing in Infinity, Infinity War is just set up. And the sad thing is that you can get that set up just by watching Endgame. You can, if you can't figure it out, you can pretty much surmise just just from like what you're able to glean from the first, like first twenty minutes of dialogue. This is the moment where Zach's kind of right, and I want to argue with him, but it's just going to prove the point. I'm not trying to be right or wrong. It's just the whole idea of just like Infinity War is filler. It's it's filler. It's not like it's not bad filler, but it's it's the the good guys need to lose so that they can come back and win. Exactly. But you get that from the beginning of this. Like, that's the sad thing is that, like, I think it'd be much like in a weird way. I just said this before, but it's it's like this is like uh, Endgame is like Star Wars A New Hope and Infinity Wars Rogue One is like. Are they both like like is there spectacle and things to appreciate about those movies? Sure, but at the end of the day, all you need is an opening crawl that has one line of dialogue that says, or one line that says, "The rebels capture the Death Star plants." That's all you need. All you need to know is that bad guy won, good guys lost. That's all you need going into this. And that's that. And that that's why I feel like with this, like with this, with these movies, is that like you can basically sum them all up in like two sentences. And Infinity Wars may be the most egregious offender of that. You're not wrong. Um, I will say that, I mean, Thor's one of my favorite characters, so his development kind of is a fact. There's a lot of Thor's character development that leads into Endgame in Infinity War of like him like wanting revenge so badly and then getting it and it leaves him empty. I don't think it's revenge, though. Like, like yeah, okay. That would be part of, like, the imaginary prologue or the hypothetical prologue. Like, yes, having Thor throw the hammer and miss. I'm sorry, the, the axe. That that would be, that's, I don't want to say integral. But no, it's, it's, it out it's, it's the whole Thor's crappy week <laughs> leading up to it. It's it's the, his half, I mean, his he had to <laughs> lose his five. No, it, it is seriously, You're like, Thor's wrong. crappy re- weekend, to be honest. Like, Zanger, that's it. That's what we're going to call the the end game prologue. We're going to call it Thor's crappy weekend because it's the events of Ragnarok happen. Basically, right after that, leads into Thanos 
basically destroying almost everybody. Then he goes, wants to go get revenge, find out the dwarves are near. Like, it, it, that movie is basically crap on Thor. And then how does it end? He misses. He he almost gets his revenge, and then it's like, nope. And then how's the next one start? He gets his revenge, and it's an empty thing at the end. Well, that's that's the because clever it's like, part. It doesn't of it doesn't give him anything. Well, yeah, all, that, that, it that's leaves a him with a part. giant hole in himself. That it's like you, yeah, you got your revenge, but what did it? Do? It didn't bring anyone back. It, it just left you basically with this hole that he filled with beer and Fortnite carbohydrates. Fortnite. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I know, I, I agree with you though. But I, I, I think that's again, this movie has some clever parts. Um, the whole idea that I think it's like I think we talked about it too in the Civil War discussion on Zeng this, where it was like, oh, punch. It's like it's nice to have it. Like, oh, they beat the bad guy and it doesn't solve the problem. Like, I, I, I like that beating the bad guy does not solve the problem in the first twenty minutes of this. Yeah, because think, he basically straight up went, "Yeah, I figured you guys are going to probably do something stupid like this, so I took care of it." Yeah, that's neat. That's cool. Like I said, that's there's a lot to like in this movie if you're willing to ignore how um, bad the plot devices are. <laughs> if you're I feel willing like to, you have to. I, I feel like this entire movie is just don't don't think about it 101 well the problem though is that like yes don't think it's it, but it's a weird thing it's like don't think about it, though but we're gonna keep bringing it up it's like it's it's marvel it's a comic book movie if you want to have time travel that's fine but stop saying like referencing other movies like imagine like in in terminator or i'm sorry in back to the future there's a scene where something happens and, and marty mcfly turns around to doc brown's like that didn't happen like it's supposed to in terminator I'm like, why are you referencing other movies? It's like, you're your own thing. Like, it's weird because it comes out of nowhere. Because what? It's like Don Cheeto says it. And he's, and he, it's like, if Spider-Man said it, it would have made sense. Because he's Mr. Like, movie pop culture person. And like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they should just be like, oh, that's time travel in this world. It's like, oh, or make up some line. Like, oh, when Thanos used the time stone, he altered, like, he changed the relativity of time. Just I, one line of dialogue like that. So you tie it into the universe instead. It's like, it's like the, the, the Leslie Nielsen gif of like, like, was it the thing, like the building exploding. And it's like, nothing going on here, folks. I, I kind of enjoy the fact that their justification for science for this, for the time travel working is just pop culture movies. But like that, what the I, I I enjoy the joke of that. That's of that. That's the logic, and that nobody poo poos it. Really, I mean, but the problem kind of poo poos it. But it's like it's they they still are kind of like. But I mean, it's kind of right. But at the same time, though, is that like the only reason why they do that is that they so people like the stupid honest trailers. People can't come after them. Like Anthony and Joe, they Russo still have, will. Well, they still will, but like at least they'll the honest trailer people will take that as appeasement. I know, like I think it was during like our last Jedi review, and I think you referenced like the how it should have ended with like they have Ray and Luke like like playing baseball with the laser bolts or something. Yeah. And I'm like, there's idiots out there that will watch that and think that's what should have happened at the end of the movie. And that's what it is. It's like I, again, Anthony and Joe Russo have gone on the honest trailers program like three or four times, and like they've been like, yeah, we're afraid of you guys. And it's like, oh, God. And that's what it feels like. It feels like they're preemptively trying to curtail the criticism. Well, the, the other problem is you have a nerd culture that sits there and freaking picks apart your stuff. Waste. 
hours of your hours of their life on podcasts, YouTube, or whatever, going over it like two people might be doing right now. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to address it in the movie. We're not the ones with a with a, a three hundred million dollar budget. They are. They're the ones that are being paid to be creative, not us. Oh, we're we're not being paid. Bye. <laughs> no, we're being paid, just not being paid to be creative. Oh, okay, good. See, we're allowed to be vacuous. Yeah. Um, you uh, learned nothing from me. <laughs> from both of us. Uh, no, like I said, that's like I said, no. I, I enjoyed this movie though, but I think like the spectacle is there to like sugarcoat everything. Because like you <laughs> have to ignore everything else. Pretty much because like you have like again, there were parts in this, even though like I said I have I had very good audience, but you had your parts where people reacted, like when Thanos gets beheaded, beheaded, you got the <gasps> like you got the collective gas from the audience. You have the part where like um Oh god, what else was there? Like like the, the Battle of New York stuff, people gasped during that when we got to see the exact same footage of the circle around, like like the like the camera circling them. And then obviously there's the really big moments like Captain America with Thor's hammer. There's them all it's it's them all coming out of the portal. Yeah. Uh the portals, I'm sorry, plural. Um no, I I think that's the that's the thing with this, is that the the Oh god, the, the the big moments are going to overshadow those. But as we discussed with things like Civil War, the big moments are cool until the next big moment happens. Like no one's gonna, no one's going to remember the part in Iron Man 2 when they're all being attacked by Mickey Rourke robots and he tells Rhodey, "Get down." And he sits there has like the laser like like beam shoot out of his wrist. And, and, and what's his name? Uh, Don Cheeto says, I wish you should have started with that. No one talks about that scene that. anymore. Yeah. yeah, you should have opened with that. Like, nobody talks about that scene anymore. Like, in 2000, May of 2010, that's all everybody talked about with that movie. And now, it's like, if you had to pick, like, a top 30, like, top moments of the MCU, that wouldn't even make it in there. And that's why I mean, though. It's like, like, don't get me wrong. Captain America having the hammer is cool. And I love it. But, like... That's the problem, I think, with this movie is that there's no substance to it. It's all just spectacle. Maybe, like, yes, it's better than Infinity War, but it's kind of the equivalent between like, like Infinity War is like a, like a loaf of bread. This is like a loaf of bread or like corn. Now, bread. Infinity it's War is like better. the musings of a giant purple man who just wants to to Murder snap people. his fingers and make and make everything go away because. I watched that leading into in I, I had to actually I just forgot to watch it Thursday, so I had to watch it Friday morning leading into me going to this, and it was a good like reminder of everything, but that movie's basically just Th- just the story of Thanos and everyone else responding to what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's And that's then this fun. movie is basically Thanos figuring out, oh, I'm I'm inevitable. I'm the one that's going to do all this. I've already been preordained to do it. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go do it. Do do do, and he doesn't. Well, yeah, but but the thing about those that like that's great. Spider Man's there. <laughs> Wait, Spider Man was there before. But like the whole thing of like Marvel's I- there. Yes, Captain Marvel. Um. Who we'll, was we'll a get, non-entity in this movie? Sorry. We'll, we'll get to that. I took a no- that's a note that has to tie into episode nine. Yay! Uh, um, but no, like yes. The problem though with that, there was like, oh, I am inevitable. It's like I am inevitable for what? It's like you've only been a major factor in these movies, like two of these movies out of like eighty-seven of them. 
It's like you're not inevitable. Like the only I, I think I really appreciate the most about Thanos is that I love that he's probably the only villain in any of these movies that can take more than one punch. Like every single other villain, like it's punched in the face once and it's like, oh, he's done. Like knockout, dead. And with this, like every single one of them comes after him. And he like even how he takes Captain Marvel and just throws her across the like the field. I'm like, oh wow, like he actually like we're not gonna nerf him just because of Brie Larson's ego. And it's like, okay, neat. And I think it's like in Zenger, you, you're Mr. Comics book person here, but like it's it's what beyond a doubt that he's gonna come back in some fashion, right? And not not as a villain, but like Thanos is they're gonna need him for something further down the line, right? They could, depends on where they go with these movies, because um I've got a head scratcher of what are they doing now? Cause um Spider-Man Far From Home is actually officially part of Phase Three still. No, no. Okay, I want. I want. Okay, well, they're, they're they're claiming that. It's well, they still no, 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 no. You're right. No, you're right. It's it's basically the Ant Man situation where Ant Man was technically part of Phase Two. Yeah. For no I, other reason than they said it was. Well, yes. Okay, thank you for saying that because this is a part where I want our audience to read between the lines with this. Is that the only reason why uh, Spider Man Far From Home is part of Phase Three is because Sony said, "How dare you end your 48 film saga and then leave us being kind of like the." The remainder of it and it's like no that the only reason why spider-man far from home is part of phase three is because sony would throw a hissy fit if marvel said no this is the end of it all for until next may um yeah it's a that is a by them saying that that is a marketing decision not a story decision because the elementals are going to be in that you have mysterio you have all that that that's not going to have anything to do with this for the most part outside of the normal mcu Who? marvel thing knows because i mean honestly who knows because i'm like i i don't know where they're gonna go with like what if that has any tie-ins because there was the whole like oh that actually there was a rumor going on that actually took place like the only people who were in that world were people who got dusted oh, oh that but, was the rumor. but but that but that, that was that was put to bed by spider-man going one second i was there next second i was back yeah so I, I'm guessing that it's going to have something more to do. Also, most of his class was dusted. Yeah, Neb, nice. Neb, Neb, Neb was dusted. Um, MJ was technically the one kid who he hates was dusted. Yeah. Yeah, because, well, that's the weird thing about this movie, too, is that, like, I don't know think that, about it. <laughs> is that, like, think of it this way, though. Like, the Tony Stark says, like, oh, we're not going to change anything. We're not going to change time. We're just going to bring everybody back the moment they got dusted. And, like, imagine it. It's been five years. If the world's adjusted to half the population, when all these people came back, there'd be a famine. Everybody, like, not, like half of people would die because there wouldn't be enough food. Maybe, maybe that's what Far From Home deals with. Yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home is going to tackle the crisis the world will be when half the population comes back. By him going on vacation. <laughs> and fighting a guy wearing a fishbowl. Um, perfect. Perfect. That's what oh, I God. wanted in a movie. Like, you're saying, we have to, like, like, I want to be the first one on record saying this, that, like, ten years from now, we're all going to look back at these movies and just realize how dumb they were, right? I, I don't think it has to take ten years for us <laughs> to realize that. Not Not us personally, but I mean, like, like the pop culture sphere, I uh, like this, ten years from now, people are going to realize how dumb this times is. Times in this, that what what are these movies going to be in a few years? I mean, if they because it's like, are they going to keep going? When will they stop? Can we stop them? Oh my gosh, they're taking over the world. 
I, for one, like to welcome welcome our new Marvel <laughs> MCU overlords. Yes. Like it's it's one of those things to where to where um like 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 the little memes of where it's like 2014 or or it's like two 2019. Oh, the Marvel films are kind of wrapping up. 2020. All oh, the movies are Marvel now. It's like that scene from Back to the Future Part Two where it's like Jaws 19. Like yeah. this time it's really personal. Yeah. And it's like and and that's what it feels like though. It's that. It's just like I said. I, it's. Like, don't be wrong, folks. Like, it was fun seeing this. Again, Captain America, the hammer, it's neat. Like, there's a lot of neat stuff in this movie. But it's just like, okay, okay it feels nice to, like, I, Rob said it in our Cinemonies discussion. It's like, or it's nice to have some semblance of a conclusion to all this. Like you said, it, this is never going to end. But it's nice to have at least the the idea of it ending. It's, it's nice to have the, the, the illusion of that yes. this is it. I mean, yes, this this does, in my opinion, and I don't think Zach's going to argue with me too much on this. I don't think. Oh. So we'll see. This does, I think, do a good official close, even though it's not. It does officially <laughs> close out a era of the Marvel movies. I think, yes, I think you phrased that perfectly. It closes out an era of these movies. I think that's the best way to put it. It's not a conclusion. It's not an ending. It's just a conclusion of an era. And now yeah. the rest of the movies have to deal with all the situations that we expect them to deal with, but are actually just going to completely ignore. Yeah, pretty much. So, it's like, yeah, it's like fine. Like it, it's, it, it's, Oh God, that's the weird thing with this movie though, is that like everybody's going to come back. There's going to be something. And again, Zenger knows his comics better than I do. And that's where I think they kind of screwed up with the well, post credits well, sound. Well, Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. But I, I was about to say, you want to go over the upcoming list of stuff that's going on and how that all works? I actually looked into that and figured it all out on how all that bullcrap's supposed to work. In what sense do you mean? The, all the Disney Plus shows. Oh, like WandaVision and, and Falcon and, and Winter Soldier? Uh, WandaVision takes place during the time in between Civil War and Infinity War, which and, I'm and, like, wow, so it's them just sneaking around being like... <laughs> We're secretly together. So is this your conjecture or did you read this? No, no, this I've read this. I looked some of this up. Okay. So I was like, oh wait, Vision's not back. How are they gonna do that series? Hmm. So I looked it up and they're like, no, this takes place prior to the events of Infinity War. So I'm like, oh, so the only logical time that could be is when they're sneaking around. Okay. So there's that. Um assuming Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place afterwards. This is going to rename it to... I don't know how, what they're going to do with that one. <laughs> Captain America and Bucky? Yeah. <laughs> they could. They could call it that. Yeah. Um, then there's the Hawkeye one, which who knows where that... I, I think that one's afterwards with him training his daughter. Okay. And I think and I think I think we all know that it's funny in this movie, Hulky, uh, Hulky, Loki grabs the Tesseract and teleports himself to the Disney streaming service. Yes, that's, that's actually what happens, because then there's that, which is like never referenced and nobody seems to care. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's how Loki gets his own little thing. I don't think anybody saw it. I think that's the joke is that nobody saw him pick it up. Yep. Because like, I mean, we that, did as the audience. Well, yeah, but no amount of yelling at the screen will change that. Well, okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up. The yelling at the, the audience with these movies, because there's two points in this movie where there's there's some. I don't, I, oh God, I, I like to hope that it's intentional, but there's some 
oh my lord, massive fourth wall breaking. That's even like Deadpool would look at this and be in awe of just the shattering of the fourth wall here. And it happens you know, two times. The first and most pronounced moment where the fourth wall is broken in this movie is when Captain America summons Molnir to his hands. Thor says, "I knew it." I I looked at I looked around. I'm like, "Knew what?" At what point in any of these movies was that was that ever an issue for anybody? And now's where I poke the hole in Zack's theory. In Civil War, when he picks it up, when when they're all trying to lift it, Steve Rogers actually does vaguely move it slightly, and Thor sees it. A that was Age of Ultron. Oh wait, what did I say? Uh, Civil War. I've watched too many of these movies. <laughs> they all blur together. No, I I know that moment, but that was never an issue. You couldn't lift it. And Thor didn't seem that con- like yes, he has the look on his face, but he couldn't lift it. Like that's the whole thing. Like that was never an issue in any of these movies. Thor never wondered, other than one brief moment where he kind of had a puzzled look on his face. That was never an issue. Maybe like, he that- sat there during the rest of the movie. I mean, during the during those five years, just thinking about it, drinking and thinking about it, drinking it in that, like gut. That's what that's what was eating up, eating away at him. <laughs> That's why he was eating his problems. That was his problem. Oh man, Captain America's gonna take my hammer. Um, um, but, um, um, um. but I don't if, have any more. No, no, no. But as Zenger knows with the MCU, that like ever since Age of Ultron, that was one of the many things the fans were angry at Joss Whedon over. It was like Captain America should be able to lift the shield. And that that was hammer. a fan issue. That was never a MCU movie issue. That was a fan problem with that movie. Hammer. What? You said shield. Oh damn it! Sorry. See, we're screwing. See, even though I'm blurring these movies together now, um, he couldn't lift his shield. He couldn't lift his shield. Uh, no. Like oh, that- also, also, I want to point this out now, just just to say, since we're talking about lifting stuff, when Thanos grabs Stormbreaker and uses it to hit Thor and stuff, that is totally fine because Stormbreaker does not have the enchantment on it. I figured that. I figured. I know. I'm just saying that that that's people are gonna be like, "Boom!" And I'm like, it doesn't have the enchantment. He just can't utilize like the electricity and stuff. Uh, but so he could use to cut down a tree. He just couldn't like electrically zap the tree, though. Yes. Okay. Good. There needs to do, there needs to be some rules in the series that are followed appropriately. Yes. And this, and the second scene that was the most fourth wall breaking um, is that at one point. Oh god, I think it's it's oh god, it's Rocket Raccoon that says it when uh, Captain Feminism is flying through Thanos's like flagship or mothership, and he says something. He's like, he's like, wow, look at her go, and like, and I'm like, why is he saying that? I'm like, that's something an audience member would say, and it's like not not a character. Like, I, 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 I was too busy going, oh damn. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Well, I want okay. Now I want to bring up the part with her in like episode nine. Yeah. Is that if, if you're anybody who's been part, if you haven't li- basically, unless you lived under a rock the last like three months, you've been inundated with Captain Marvel and Brie Larson nonsense. And considering how much she was in the marketing for this, she has what maybe like three minutes of screen time. She if that really is kind of a not. I mean, when she's there, she's definitely there, but. Yeah, she basically has the, I'm going to go save Tony Stark. I'm going to go do recon. Okay, I want to ask you this. How did she know Tony Stark was there? Um, this is a lot of piecing together. The beeper's going off. 
Okay. She shows up, talks to them. Okay. And they're like, oh, well, he was, you know, Rocket might have told him or something that they were going to talk. I don't, that, that, that's no, the thing. No, Someone, no, cause no, Rocket, Rocket wasn't there for that. Rocket was not there for the Titan thing. That was afterwards. Oh, true. I don't know. I guess they just told her to go search the universe. <laughs> they told Brie Larson. They, you know, they basically, after about five minutes of her, they said, honey, somebody's out there. Go find them. We, we, they, don't know, they, go, they don't even know if Tony Stark's alive. For all they know, he could have gotten dusted. It's just Brie Larson just somehow stumbled into them. In the middle of nowhere, just stumbled into two. Well, that's why it took so long. It took three weeks to stumble into them. Oh my okay. god! Like that, you have to admit that is a plot hole, right? How she finds them that that is a genuine plot hole. I I just I just give it up to you know what whatever it, it's Brie Larson. I'm I'm assuming she just found them. <laughs> One of her many powers. <laughs> she's still overpowered, but it's it's she's at least more likable in this movie. Then she is like it's weird because in her one like genuine like interaction with these characters, okay, not genuine one, but like there's the scene at the end where Captain America says something like Danvers, we we need some assistance, and Peter Parker's like in the fetal position, like cradling the glove, and and he's like completely like he sees her like she like lands like she's like a giant like ball of fire, and and she and she's and he's like hi I'm Peter Parker and she's like hey Peter Parker. I hear you got something for me. In that one, like, 10-second exchange, she is more likable than she is in her entire solo film. And I'm like, why couldn't they have her do that for two hours? Like, have her be likable. Because she didn't like, know who she was. She was trying to figure it out, and she was confused and needed a haircut. <laughs> like, she looked, like, in all honesty, out of all, like, the character looks in this, I thought she looked the most cool. I thought she well, looked cool. I, I thought it was funny that that Rocket made a comment during the thing where he's like, oh, "Are you going to change your hair again?" Yeah, like, and I was like, like, "I I want to see like the five years of other hairdo she's had." Because <laughs> yeah, you'll it, get that, I imagine. It can't just be the one time. It can't be. I I don't want to believe it was just the one haircut. Well, she changes his hair from Captain Marvel to the to the beginning of this. To the ends. That's at least what three haircuts in two movies. Well, that's the thing. She no one's no one's seen her since the nineties, so no one knows that's what her hair looks like then. But in this, I mean, I I I, I, just, I just I just enjoy that that line. I thought it was. Funny. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I, I like that. No, it's funny when the characters again. That's why I've always wanted from these movies is that I want the characters interacting, and that's what pretty much like barring the last like forty five minutes. That's essentially what this movie is. It's just the characters interacting with each other. And that's great. Like that's what we want from this. Like there's no better Marvel. I think about it. Like 20 years from now, we will completely forget about the 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 giant like battle in the the crater of the Avengers headquarters, but we'll still be talking about a moment of like in the 2012 sequence where they all go into the elevator and they're like, whoa, 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 buddy, maximum, maximum, like a capacity. And Hulk <laughs> goes down. And he's like, I hate stairs or like too many stairs. Yeah. Like we, that is a infinitely more memorable moment than, than watching them again, fight in a giant, just like crater pit. 
Like that's that, that's the thing though. People have to realize. Like yes, the spectacle is what gets these movies to three hundred million dollars opening weekend, but it's not what sustains them over the long run. True. That and that's the sad and like not the sad thing though, but like it's I, I clearly they know that now because they're starting to plug those like elements into the movie a little bit better. But like you do have moments in this too that are just like so like that's the point. It's funny I have like a weird like love hate relationship with moments in this movie because you do have like lines of dialogue said by three different characters. I feel like I'm his therapist for this. Yes, you are. You're helping me exercise my demons. Because after this, like that's it, folks. Like we are never talking about another one of these Marvel movies. Like we, I guess we will always like reference them in the context of like how they'll apply to Star Wars, but like in like what Lucasfilm is doing. But like we are never going to focus on this ever to this incapacity that we're currently doing. And but like you have the moment. Like there's like what the two moments in this where it's like they look at Captain America's ass. And that's a lot. Like that is a through point in this movie. It is. It's weird. Like I like it because of how weird it is, though. But like, how many times can we say the phrase Captain America in his his 2012 Avengers costume and how how his rear end looks in it? I never thought it was going to be a thing. And also, that gives us the line of "I can do this all day," which was responded to with, "Of course, yeah, 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 I know." Yeah. I'm so both of us were wrong. I was surprised they played that line as a laugh. I'm shocked I, they used that as, as, a, as a comedic like beat. Because I was, I think I've told Zenger, I was, I predicted the ending that was going to end with Peggy Carter and him dancing. I called that like, I, I, like months ago. You did, and you can actually, folks. You can go back. There's a Cinematis episode that was recorded like in the middle of March. This is like before any of the leaks or spoilers, and and like the only part of that I got wrong was that I'm like, oh, that's where they're gonna plug in the I could do this all day line, and that's when I saw the movie. And I'm like, oh, he's fighting himself, and he makes that comment. And I'm like, oh wow, they're gonna waste that line on, on, on a joke. I'm like, again, to each his own though. But I was a little surprised by that. Uh, it 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 worked. It, it wasn't. So, I mean, I'm like, I'm not upset by it. It's no, neither there. am I. No, but it's just the fact that like every time he said that, it's always been like in a dramatic like scene, and then like oh they use it as a joke. It's like oh okay, like fine, like but it's weird for them because they I don't know. It's it's funny. I, I don't see any other place in the movie that they could have put it to where it would have worked better. Peggy Carter and him dancing at the end. That wouldn't make Zach right. Yes, it would make me right, and it would make sense in the context of this movie. Sure. It, it's <laughs> like there should be a, should be a moment of this. Like, Peg, I, I cannot wait for the how it should have ended with this, where it's like Peggy Carter's like, wait, it's like, like there's like almost like a like, oh god, imagine like for the rest of her life, for the next like seventy years until she dies, he, she has to hide him every single time they go out to somewhere. It's like, like she there's like a dinner function. At, like, no, I'm telling you that. 70s. Like I said, when he comes to visit her in the in the hospital and stuff. He's actually like the the old version of him is in the closet having to sit there and wait. That's what I mean. That's going to be the how it should have ended. It's like for the next like sixty years, it's it's a perpetual game of her just like I'm sorry, Steve, you can't come. You can't come with me to the party or, or to the Shield Christmas party. But Peggy, it's like no, Howard will be there and he'll recognize you instantly. That, oh, yeah. that I, I thought thought that was a nice moment too. Oh, that. Yeah. Nah. What? What? Okay. This is a question. Like, much like how Zanger said he's being my therapist and he's helping me through this, I have to ask: What against, is with, against my will? Against your will. Much like how you got sucked into this podcast. Somebody asked in the Facebook group how Zanger and Zach like met each other, and yeah. the response should be: it's, It involves Zanger being uh, bamboozled, a a black tinted out van that had the words "free porgs" written on the side of it. 
<laughs> Before porgs even existed, so that was a talent. Yes. Um, no, pork, porgs existed by then. Think- right? We, we had, like, the first, like, Last Jedi trailer. We, we knew porgs were coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, why are there two scenes of this with both Thor and his mother... And Tony Stark with his father. Like, clearly one of the writers of this has, a, has like, a parent's problem. Um, Thor was to finally give his character closure, I feel. Yeah. Because he, he, he was, you know, a lost little puppy that was like, I, 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 I did the thing. I, I destroyed the bad guy, but, but, but now what? And Tony was kind I, I don't know. Tony's is weird because it kind of sets up for him, like... I guess it's it's him finally getting to meet and talk with his father as an adult and realizing that, that his father was in the same boat he is with being a parent. Yeah, but... but that doesn't make sense because then he, he goes and sacrifices himself. So I'm like, I... Uh... Well, like, well, yeah. But I'm not even looking at it in that lens. I'm looking at, like, in screenwriting terms, it's like you don't need two separate plot threads of characters interacting with their parents for closure. You get, you need one, all you need is one of those. Uh, just get, get those characters, I mean, just get those actors in this so they can just have the biggest list of people in this, just like how, um, um, what's her name was in this for like a brief moment? Natalie Portman? Yes. I'm convinced, okay, I'm glad you brought that up. That's another element I want to tie back to uh, episode nine. I'm convinced, I know Natalie Portman was at the premiere for this, but I'm almost certain that was like leftover footage from Thor, uh, Thor, the Dark World. I clogged Rocket Raccoon to it. I don't think it is because she's mentioned there. There's been kind of hints that that she's not like against being part of this, and that they kind of were vague about a lot of stuff with her. So I don't. Like, I it wouldn't don't, surprise me if they had her on, um, and they also had her in the end credits. Yeah, I know because she was because she technically was in the movie. But I'm trying. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the practical nature of it. They're not going to build a set. Like build a, like build a set, get Natalie Portman in for like four or five days, or for like two or three days for one thing. There's probably some scene that was left over from Thor: The Dark World that was easier just to plug that in. Like obviously they invited her to the premiere and she came, so she can't be that against this. Plus, when Natalie Portman was like bitching and moaning about these movies, that was like in 2012. Like these things were still. Kind I've, of I've, like, I've like heard a, that a, a lot. That stuff's been resolved though between her and Marvel. That she's kind of like. Just okay. well, yeah, well, yeah. Now that it's like the biggest thing on the face of the earth, like they got Robert Redford back. Like if someone was to t- like Robert Redford, it's like the definition of like anti-establishment in like Hollywood. Never mind, they got him in Winter Soldier. They got him to come back. You like, know they should have got blowing. to come back. Powers Booth. No. Oh He's wait, dead. you know who still has been uh, Betty Ross, still non-existent. Zenger, you know what they should have had? They should have had a moment. In Edward Norton. Shh, don't spoil the joke. There should have been a moment in this where they go back to 2008 and they like wander into a bar and it's Edward Norton and Terrence Howard and Tony Stark's like, nope, 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 don't need to, don't need to talk to them and just cl- like slowly close the door and like they, they, they go back further in time. Perfect. <laughs> That's what they should have had. Terrence Howard and Edward Norton are sitting in a bar with Betty Ross. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we should have been here. Where's our pin particles? Oh. Um, but no, I, I think they left. They used leftover footage, not because they couldn't get Natalie Portman. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for practical reasons, it, like there has to be like just, it's like with any movie. There's probably B-roll that's laying around, and you just use that. Like, why would you bring somebody in, 
just for that. Like, like well, what's what? Natalie Portman doing right now? That's so Fox, imp- she's doing oh, oh Natalie Portman so far. They, they think about they had to pull her head out of her own rear end probably for a couple minutes. Just that alone takes a few hours. Um, trust me. They probably had something left over with her. I do not think like I'd be shocked if there was a shooting day where they had her on set and she was on the call sheet. I'd be shocked if that actually existed. And I think that's another again, even though it has nothing really to do with episode nine. I'm just saying that like I think that was an example of using excised footage from a uh, previous uh, film. Bringing this back though With Captain Marvel We were talking about it In the Knights of Vader Facebook group Type in Knights of Vader On Facebook And chances are You'll find us um, We were talking about The fact that like in Captain Marvel Has so little time in this And if anybody's been Following their, the YouTube hate train For Captain Marvel The character in the movie um, There was rumors Going around I think Zenger knows this That like Disney was Supposedly And putting a lot Of quotation marks Around the word Supposedly Two different edits Of this movie One that featured her heavily And one that used her Quite sparingly If there is even A smidge of validity To that rumor It's clearly The latter Because she is Hardly in this movie And is Is there a chance Zenger That they deliberately Kind of I don't want to say Cut her out But they they, they Had a a cut of this That used her Very as, As a bookend piece than not. I mean, the stuff she was in, she's great in, but I just, I don't know how they could have used her any more heavily. I mean, it made sense that she wasn't on planet for a little bit during the big fight. I mean, why would they have needed her to use her to go do the time stuff? Because she point, I mean, it's pointed out that she's like, oh, hey, you know, the crap that's happening on Earth is happening everywhere else. Yeah. Then so, why? But then why feature her so heavily in the marketing? To remind people that she's in the movie. Yeah, but like, why though? I, 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 but again, when, but that's the thing though. Is like, if you feature her so much in the marketing, like, let's say you did, like, let's say you are one of those people that drinks the same Kool Aid that she does, and you go see this wanting to see Captain Marvel. Not that you're gonna be pissed off, but like, she was in like every single piece of the marketing for this. And yet she's hardly again, like, like we've said, she has maybe three minutes of screen time, if that. And I just like, why would you mislead audiences that way? Not, not that you have to use her sparingly, but like, even like at the end, think about it, she is the entire thing for Infinity War at the end. She's supposed to be the saving grace of all this. And, and like, don't me wrong, like you said, she plays a part in the end battle, but she's not the uh, she, she's not the the linchpin that somehow solves all this. True. I mean, she definitely helps, but yeah, I mean, you're right. She isn't like the thing that changes everything. And if you look for the last year, we've been told that she's the Superman of this universe. She's good. Like, she can take on every. Like, everybody saw those stupid reviews after Captain Marvel came out. Oh, man, she's going to F Thanos up. And no, she doesn't. <laughs> I mean, she and messes up like his ship. His, his ship. <laughs> and like, and that's only because she basically surprised them. I loved. By, by the way, though, I'm gonna say this. I love the the where the guns all of a sudden start turning upwards and shooting into the sky. Yeah, that's I was cool. like, I was like, oh god, I know what's coming. Well, yeah, that, no, like, yes, that is the exact tight moment of when all the portals open up, Captain America getting the hammer. It's the exact same type of moment, but it's like 
never mind too. That she does the exact same thing in this as she did in her own movie. She just flies through spaceships and she destroys them. It's the same finishing move. That's her powers. <laughs> her powers flying through ships and making them explode. <laughs> like think about you. Am I wrong? It's literally the exact same way her movie ends, right? True. <laughs> like that's like that's the thing. Like Zang, there should be like, much how we joked with Zenger's like pull quote for the Attack of the Clones DVD art box. His quote for Endgame's gonna be, "Don't think about it." <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Avengers Endgame, and then by Justin Zenger, "Don't think about it," because it's true. The moment you apply any scrutiny to this film, it just starts to dissolve. And I'm not saying I'm saying this is someone who liked this movie. Yeah. And like that's why I, so I have to ask you too. Do you like? And, do you think like they kill? Like that's the thing too. Like we all know the the rah 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 feminism element of this movie, and, and just Marvel in general now. Ever since Brie Larson and Captain Marvel, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm indifferent to it. I don't, they can do whatever they want. They've earned the right to do whatever they want. But with that being said, how do you have a final battle? Of this of this entire movie series and not have Black Widow there. How? Like, like if you're Scarlett Johansson and you're her agent, imagine sitting down and reading the script and being like, Where am I during all this? Oh, we killed you off two-thirds of the way through. And be like, What? How on earth is there not gonna be a backlash to that? So I'm not saying like last Jedi level backlash. I'm just saying, how do you pacify like how? Like, how do you have, like, considering that Scarlett Johansson is one of the, like, core members of this group, and especially in this movie, that she's kind of, oh, God, they, they kind of implant her or install her as the new, like, lead of all this. Because she's, she's the only one at the Avengers compound in the beginning. And yeah. then, and then by the end of this, oh, she's gone. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, what? <sighs> Don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I mean, though. It, it is sad that she, I, I just feel like them taking Clint out would have been worse. You don't take any of them out. You don't take any of them out. You. The whole point of these movies is figuring out a way around the, the stupid MacGuffin nonsense. You have a moment where they do something where much like how uh, – what's his name? Uh, uh, Professor Hulk – Talks to the ancient one and is like, oh, like, trust me, I will get this back to you in a way that doesn't interfere with anything. They should be able to go to Red Skeleton and be like, no, there was a soul given for this. Her name was Gamora. And he'd be like, oh, okay, then. Like, in like, if, like, same way with the ancient one, it's like, oh, Stephen Strange gave us the time stone, so there won't be an issue with this. There already was a soul given. There's a way, again, it's a movie. It's called, you have to, like, killing off Scarlett Johansson doesn't solve anything because it's not even like like she doesn't want any parts of these movies anymore they're making a scarlett johansson black widow movie like i'm wondering if they i'm wondering if some of this stuff was announced just as like um eh, no no that's that's happening because you know you know they're gonna bring her back right go for it okay putting on the speculation cap when captain america brings all these um uh, 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 Infinity Stones back. He's clearly going to go back to Vormir, and by giving back the stones, going to bring her. Think about it, it's a soul for a soul. He gives back the soul stone. He receives the soul back. Which I want that scene, by the way, of him. Oh, him interacting with Red Skeleton. Yeah, that'd be fun. I like to see that. Maybe that should have been the post-credit scene. Him being like, "Well, this is awkward." 
<laughs> and like they're like walking up the mountain together, and he's like, "So no legs." <laughs> <laughs> and like in Red Skulls in Red Skulls like so that whole third Reich thing whatever happened to that oh buddy I got <laughs> it's like and you, like that's what I mean though it's like that's <laughs> whatever I don't mean to be laughing during the third Reich so I'm talking about the awkwardness of the situation of a hero and a villain interacting so I'm not so I'm not laughing at, at fascism folks um yeah I think that's how they're gonna bring her back that that it's ex- and like never mind too like we've already what they did with Gamora like you have the scene with Thor and Thor's like let's just go get get her back they could have gone back in time and gotten like any of the other Scarlett Johansson's they should have been like oh do you want the long-haired curly redhead version do you want the short-haired curly head haired version the long-haired straightened version well we never I- see what really happens to Gamora technically at the end of the- she's just not there she's oh, MIA she's- well, that doesn't make sense either. How'd she get off the planet? Like, where'd she go? She should still be in the battle somewhere. There's no spaceships. Did somebody check, like, the Port Authority? She might be trying to catch a, catch a bus, maybe. Wait, is Nebula there at the end? Yeah. At at Stark's funeral. Nebula's yeah. there? Yeah, and she's in the, the guard, in, in the Benatar with them, with Thor and uh, Chris Pratt and All Dave right. Bautista and Mantis. And there's only one spaceship. <laughs> Don't think about it. <laughs> None of this makes sense when you think about it. This movie is chocked full of plot holes. And like I said, I like it. Like that's the sad thing. It's like it's like it's like a slice of Swiss cheese. Sure, is it like hollow at some points? Yeah. It was but good it on tastes, a ham sandwich. Yeah, it tastes delicious. It's like just because something doesn't make any sense with any scrutiny doesn't mean it's bad. Like I, again, that that's that's the weird part of this whole movie. Um yeah, but um, no, the one thing I do I, I do want to really bring up in the context of uh, episode two, I'm sorry, episode nine, is um, like we have the like, again, if you've been following your episode nine uh, rumors, there's the whole idea of like the, apparently there's a, there's at least one moment in the rise of Skywalker, who knows how many beyond that, where Ray and Kylo Ren fight, and they have like in like in I don't know, Jason Ward at making Star Wars is calling it something. I don't know he, the word he has for it is, but like they fight and like the backgrounds change where like they'll be in different locations. So like they'll be on Moose, like they'll be fighting. It's like a force duel where they'll be dueling, and the background changes into different stuff. And as I was watching Endgame the first time, and I saw them going back in time to all these different events, whether it be uh, Morag, Vormir, New York. Um, uh, uh, Asgard. I was convinced that oh, clearly J.J. Abrams got to look at the script for this, and or or even maybe it's the market research at Disney is that people like it when you go back in time to different different things we've already seen. Because clearly, I, I it's another prediction, folks. Put it in the bank. If the Jason Ward rumor does pan out the way that he's claiming it will, it they're going to do a, a greatest hits of locations in Star Wars, much like they did in Endgame. You're going to get that same thing of, oh, look, now they're fighting on Tatooine. Oh, look, now it's Bespin. Oh, now it's the feed generating palace. It's going to be just hopping around locations that people like and recognize. I don't get how that would make any sense. Force vision. Don't think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so now now we got to apply that to to our theory. It applies to everything. Don't think about it. But yeah, that's 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 why I feel that if if what Jason Ward is saying is true, 
clearly somebody at, at Disney, the market research has told them people like that sort of thing. And now everything, or at the very least, J.J. Abrams looked at the script for Endgame. was like, hmm, that's a clever idea. I, I can mine something out of that. Set in a scene, boardroom. They're, they're like, okay, so how, how, how do we do this, guys? We're, 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 we're about to end the Star Wars thing. We also got this Marvel thing going on. So what do we do? Pitchman Zinger sits there. Oh, wait, where, where's my pen? I need a pen. Yeah, there we go. Tapping the pen. And goes, you know what? People very like nostalgia. <laughs> and they're like, what, 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 what did you say? So people really like nostalgia. Well, what? what how, how, how do we sell them nostalgia? Just go back to all the places they love. And at that point, they start like they start like making it rain on Pitchman Zenger with hundred dollar bills. <laughs> they, 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 everybody pulls out a wad of hundred dollar bills, and, just, and every single one of the executives starts making it rain on Pitchman Zenger. <laughs> By the end, I was, 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 was going to say duck. instead the 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 um the the executive eyes just turn into money signs. Dollar they start signs, screaming yeah. in pain. <laughs> and, and like all of a sudden, like over the PA system, you hear, we're in the money. <laughs> Come on, honey. Dun, 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 dun. But, uh, but how do we make this happen? It's not my problem. No. <laughs> Put, puts on sunglasses, walks out of the room. <laughs> no, he said, no, if I may adjust that slightly. Okay. They say, how are we going to make that happen? Pitch band Zanger says, don't think about it and puts the sunglasses <laughs> on and walks out of the room. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a uh, pitch man Zanger's like vanity plate on the car. He drives is like D N T T H N K. I T. Don't think about Perfect. He names his child. He names his child children. Don't and think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um it's okay so like it's coming to the end of this dumb movie i'm just like because considering that this is the the quote-unquote like we already said the end of an era of the mcu episode nine is gonna be end of this era of star wars so tony stark quote-unquote dies during this so my question i, I think zenger you would agree with me especially with the post-credit sound tony stark ain't dead or at least he's going to come back. It's like there'll be something at some point in one of these movies they're going to need to go back and get him again, for whatever reason. I think he's done. Oh, I no, think that that was just that. I I'd like to think that that was just a nice reference to him to like going back to the um. Then why not play a montage of all his stuff at the, like like have like a montage at the end. Have a post credit scene where it's like a greatest hits reel of everything, like like his moments in this. The fact that it's just a sound, and remember too, it clangs six times. Trust me, there. I'm not saying he's gonna come. I'm not saying he's gonna show up in the Black Widow movie. I'm not saying that, but I'm trying to say though that don't be surprised. Something happens, whether it be a year, a decade from these, from right now with these movies, and it's gonna be we need Tony Stark. And they're gonna find out a way to bring him back. Now, I'm not saying they're gonna go and do like a, a reanimator where they're gonna take uh, glow stick fluid and inject it into him. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But it's. It, I think it's with. It's like anybody. It's like like I said with Thanos. It's like look at it this way too, folks. Ha, Zenger, had they beat Thanos in this movie, they cheated. Uh, okay. 
by using the Infinity Stones. Yes, but think of it this way. Okay. Oh, by, they, by the way, real real quick, had Thanos win in um, Infinity War, he cheated. <laughs> so, all right, but I want you to look at it this way. How did they? Okay, answer it the same way you just did. How did they beat Thanos? They cheated. No, no, not, not okay. But how how did they cheat, Zanger? The Infinity Stones. All right. How did they bring their friends back? The the Infinity Stones. What would stop someone from bringing Thanos back? How would you, so if you're looking at this in screenwriting terms, how would you bring Thanos back? Some other weird MacGuffin. There's plenty of other stuff in the Marvel Universe they can use, but yes, the Infinity Stones. Exactly. For, like, for, for Zach's argument today, the Infinity Stones. For any argument later, there's 50 other MacGuffins that can bring somebody back. Exactly. Like there, like there go. There's going to be something that's going to happen. And considering it now, they have access to things like Galactus, Civil, uh, Silver Surfer, the real like the, the the god, the true gods of the universe. That like there's going to be. I, I said it wrong. I, I think I think it was in the Cinematis discussion. I said it wrong. And I think I forget one of one of your David's Zanger brought up like. There has, to, and I think the way they're going to rectify all this time travel that doesn't make any sense. They're they're going to have to do Kang the Conqueror, right? Like yes, that, 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 that's a that would have been Ginsburg of um, Tales from the Fandom. Yeah, I, I knew I knew I had it down to at least one of the Davids. Well, I was about to say you're the only one not named David on the road to Endgame. So, well, I want on record that I'm Zach. David Weber. That's my. I am the unofficial. Much like how I'm the unofficial third guest of Zengness, I'm the unofficial fourth David, David. on the on the Zengness podcast of of the of the Road to Endgame series. Yes. So, but you have to like. Okay, yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you'd have to agree that like that'd be the way they're gonna write. They're gonna quote unquote fix all the stuff that doesn't make sense with time travel. They're gonna bring Kang the Conqueror in, and he's gonna be like, "You messed with things. You have to pay the price now." Like I said, they they don't really set up any. I mean, this this is very much it concludes itself. But they messed they, with they, things. They 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 did, and that's something that they can go to later. But as for this, they very much like we're not going to set up what's coming next. Oh, um, well, yes, they do because there's even the line in this where they say something, and I think was it Tony Stark? Like someone's like, "Oh, I thought he was dead," and it's like, "Well, time travel likes to mess up. Like you mess with time, time messes with you." Yeah. And there you go. That, that is a that even though it, you know the thing is it's like how we talk about with Star Wars. It's seating. They don't know what. It's kind of like it could be seating for anything. And that's how they that's how they can wreck. Because let's say, let's say again the time travel thing becomes an issue. Let's say that becomes some sort of weird fan groveling issue, like Man of Steel and Superman, like basically being responsible for like the death of millions of people. They could easily rectify that by having Kang the Conqueror come in like six years from now in Avengers seven and being like, you mess with time. Now you have to pay the price. I, I can definitely see, I, I can definitely see that being a thing. And that's how they get Robert Downey Jr. Back for like a thing to where they have something to where it's them bringing in a ton of people mm. from different times. Yeah, universe. Too. You bring back young Steve Rogers, or I yeah. guess I, I, not old man Steve Rogers. Now nah, I want old man Steve Rogers out there <laughs> complaining about his hip, <laughs> um, eating his arthritis medication. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else, Singer, about this movie? Well, I don't want to beat a dead horse too much because I'm sure this isn't the last time I'm going to have to talk about this. So. And it's not like there'll be a whole episode of Zang this devoted to this either. Oh, there, there's already, I will say this, there's already going to have to be two because there will be the 
discussion that I'm go- I'm setting up now, and there will be the Ellie's review of. <gasps> oh yes, good- Ellie hasn't seen it yet. Oh man, the and good- won't be seeing oh. it for a little bit. Oh my lord, this thing! Oh man, the Ellie opinions are going to be great. By, by the way, I have been banned from going to see it with her. <laughs> you know, you clap too much. This, this this time it's because she's like you know what's gonna come so you're gonna sit there and you're gonna like tense up or you're gonna be like oh man <laughs> so she goes I can't stand watching movies with you you've already seen so That's, oh man the Ellie review of this is gonna be but yes I I believe one of the complaints one time was I did clap too much <laughs> <laughs> what was that oh it was um it, it was so it was Captain Marvel oh yeah you clapped during the Stan Lee like montage yeah. I was the only person. <laughs> oh my god, it's great. But um, no, I guess the, the one final thing I just want to bring up about this is that like we've been hear- hearing with episode nine that there's going to be like an end battle to end all end battles. Uh, it, it's going to be next to impossible to top this. I'm sorry, unless you do like something on par with the battle of Jakku with like space crap and just every star destroyer in different levels of the atmosphere. That's what I mean. Like, h- how is Jar Jar going to be able to top this? Can he top this? Don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to bring in like both the Death Stars, somehow Star Killer Base, somehow the um, uh, Snoke ship, which I just for some reason forgot the name of. Supremacy. Thank you. Um, he'll bring he'll bring in the the little Ewok that died on Endor, and the other one like rocks it awake. He'll yeah. bring back Luke Skywalker. He'll bring back Darth Maul's like half that fell into like the giant hole in the ground in the boo. No, um, we'll be fine. It's gonna make no sense. It's gonna be it's gonna be so great. Like Dooku's decapitated head, his uh, headless body. Um, well, Anakin's Anakin's arm, Luke's hand. What else can we bring in? Like, they'll all be like these giant orange portals open up, and they'll all be coming through all at once. Perfect. The Finn, the Finn Poe jacket will come back. <laughs> Job of the Hut will come back. He'll be Jar-Jar like a chicks. Jar Every single character will come back. The Force Ghost. Um, and the for- their real life counterparts. And their real life. Yes. Um, the Force Tree on Octo that got burned down. That'll come back. Um, Force Ghost Jim will be there. <laughs> um, it'll Fine. be great. It'll be. <laughs> Yes. Remember, folks, anytime you have a question about Avengers Endgame, just imagine hearing Zenger whisper in your ear. Don't think about it. There you go. It won't keep you up um, tonight. I I will say one complaint, which I know what the response is going to be to it. Um, There's a continuity error in the movie. Oh? Hold on on, on Let me rephrase that. Really, Zenger? There's a continuity error in this movie? there's, There's actually one I caught watching it. Okay. So there's the part where Scott and Hope are working on the van. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I got an idea, and they're continuing to work on the van. Okay. When you see the Infinity Gauntlet being like traveled around, you see Giant Man in the background. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's, he's wrestling one of the giant space whale things. Yeah, he's putting it into like a Doctor Strange portal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, now do you mention it? I remember that now. So I'm like, oh, there. I got I found a I found a issue with this movie. Also, um so that we don't scare away the probably one female who may have li- may listen to us. 
Um, I really did appreciate the all female attack segment. Yeah, that's fine. It I, I, it was, it was one of those things to where as soon as it started, I was like, I know where this is going. Oh yeah. No, no, it's it's neat. Yeah, like I said, I think it's like I said, I thought Captain Marvel was really cool in this. Like you know, again, I wish her whole movie could have been her like this. Oh I no, I. You want you want to lie? I mean, yes, Captain Marvel was cool, but Tessa Thompson on the wing, the winged horse. Oh, the battling! Oh, I was yeah, like, Pegasus. yeah, oh, no, I was cool. like, yeah, yeah, like, that's I, awesome. Yeah, I I have no complaints with any of the characters in this. I just have a complaints with the fact that the story makes no sense under any sort of scrutiny. <laughs> don't think about it. No, I guess no, cool, folks. Um, is my, if you go back to that Infinity War episode we did like a year ago, you could you can don't feel my uh, my my anger. <laughs> my anger was palpable, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed this. I saw it twice. Yeah, I dug it, man. That's interesting. I, I dug this movie. I do you openly wonder now what Ellie's going to think of this because she was lukewarm to um, Infinity War? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's it gonna be interesting. interesting. I don't know when an episode's going to happen. So, oh god, it's gonna be like the Crimes of Grindelwald. It's gonna take like eight months. Yes, it's also going to be like the, the zingies. When are they going to happen? Who knows? <laughs> Zinger, one final thing about this movie. Instead, okay. of him, instead of Robert Downey Jr. saying, I am Iron Man, you know what he should have said? I oh, am perfect. Groot. <laughs> he snaps his fingers. I am Groot. But he never really saw Groot. Like, him and Groot never really met. Yeah, but still. But still, he should have said that. All right, Zach. In, in Zach's version That's a of fan movie. edit. That's a fan edit. Perfect. With, with my five minute prologue that condenses Infinity War from like seven hours into like five. And uh yeah. And yeah, also, people get turned to dust, stuff happens. A bunch yeah. of stuff happens that's it's it's filler. It's filler, folks. All right. We're leading means, up to this battle. It's a big battle. Up, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Much like this podcast, don't think about it. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a uh, Don't Think About It podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Type Knights of Vader in Facebook, and you will find us there waiting to discuss whatever Star Wars-y and some Avengers and Endgame stuff, but no spoilers. Please, if you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or footage of my movie theater when Endgame came out this weekend, check out me on at Cinemodies on Twitter and on the Cinemodies podcast where we'll, you'll hear the conclusion to the Avengers Endgame experiment and Rob and I's review of the film at large, much like how we did here, but with some different elements. And Zenger, where can people find you when you're not thinking about it? Um, you can find me yelling Avengers Assemble finally. Yeah, I just wanted to point out that. <laughs> also, if you didn't ruin that for me, a toy would have. So, there you go. Bingo. See, folks, if it's not me, it's the toys that give it away. But, of course, you can find me over on the Zingness Podcast, where this will be coming out on Tuesday. So, hopefully, on our Thursday episode will be the first of probably a few roundtable discussions with special guests, Zach. I will definitely not be thinking about it on the Zengness podcast. I, I am, I'm, I'm going to see if that comes up naturally on there or not. So I'm not going to try to force it. Okay. So, That's my job. I, got, I, I was like, you're just going to say it constantly. We're going to flip-flop. I guess I should say that this episode's coming out on Thursday. Oh, crap. They'll be coming out the same day as the Star Wars. This, I mean, as the um, Avengers discussion. Zenger, we're just going to inundate people with us not thinking about Avengers Endgame. Yes. So... <laughs> 
so much not thinking about it. Um, See, that's, that's what I mean, folks. You, on Monday, you get the Cinemaddies discussion. On Thursday, you get both the Knights of Vader and the Zangless discussion. Oof. Just like every other podcast on the face of this earth, you can you can get even more endgame nonsense. One, yes. Alright, well Yeah. Alrighty, alrighty folks. Remember, good night, but I am Iron Man. I'm Groot. I am don't think about it. Don't think about it. <laughs>